You're listening to Social Misfit. What's going on, Misfits? This is a special edition Misfit moment. Well, it's not a special edition. It's just a misfit moment. It's just me and only me. And I'm excited to get back on the microphone. Yes, I know it's been a couple weeks. Thank you guys for listening. Shout out to having over 500 loyal listeners. I appreciate each and every one of you. And I, of course, has been on the road traveling. I just got back from Montreal. Well, not it's been a week, but listen, you know how you keep traveling. So when you home for like more than three days, you're like, Oh, I guess I'm finally really home. So that's I actually still have not unpacked my uh, my luggage. It's in my dining room. And I look at it every day and act like it's not there, which is terrible. I mean, it's like fully zipped up with all my clothes in it. I actually have opened it once or twice to take stuff out like my headscarf and like a jumper. But like, there's legit clothes in there. So um, this is probably why I don't have a man because I do shit like that. Like just leave my luggage uh, still packed for uh, several days after I return home from my trip. Irregardless, I know that's not a word. Irregardless, uh, I had a wonderful time at the Just for Last uh, festival in Montreal. It was my first time in Montreal. I had to dust off my French. Bonjour, je m'appelle Chloe. Et tout, ça va, ça va bien. Comme si, comme ça all of that good stuff. Let me tell you something. I studied French in junior high school, high school, and in college. And my French is basic at best. I mean, it feels really, 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 really um, remedial to be an American and travel and meet people who speak multiple languages or even people who speak multiple languages here in America. And this is how arrogant we are. Like if you're in America and you meet somebody who speaks multiple languages, you like, ew, why? Like why are you using up that brain space? You could be saving lyrics to trashy rap songs in your head. Why you want to know how to conjugate a verb in three different languages? We're so arrogant, but I had a wonderful time and I got to perform on several shows. I went up there uh, to tape the Kevin Hart LOL showcase and it's a, a digital streamed show where he spotlights comedians from all over, um, basically all over America. And then we go to Canada, but uh, <laughs> comedians all over America who go to Canada and record for Kevin Hart's platform, LOL Laugh Out Loud Network. And they post the sets on their app and their website. So I don't know when my set is coming out, but I'll be sure to let you know when it comes out. Hopefully it's not like a year from now because I will look dusty as hell with my twists and my um, kimono because that shit probably won't be in style a year from now. Um, But you know my heart. And then while I was there, I extended my stay and I was able to get on shows opening for Gina Yashere, Judah Freelander, Roy Wood Jr. I was on the Little Rel and Friends show. And I also was added to a couple of more shows at the festival. And so I just want to say thank you for all the people who let me get on and rock out. I appreciate it. And it just goes to show why it's important to be a decent human being because don't nobody want to look out for somebody they don't like. Okay, so if you ask people for favors or to, you know, hook you up, make sure that you are in good 
friendship standing with that person because the thing I hate I hate when people come up to me and ask me for something when we don't even talk we don't talk at all so now I gotta be the asshole to look you in your face and be like boo boo we not friends like that like you asking me for something why we are not cool and I'm not even that person because I am very like open and I try to be welcoming to everybody. I know at first I may seem a little like standoffish, but that's just because I'm an introvert and an only child. And yes, I do have a brother, but we are 15 years apart. So the, so, so my formative years, my brain was formed as that of an only child. So I'm not the type to jump up and see and yell and scream and just want attention. I always have to sit back and, you know, get a vibe and I get really good vibes on people and very rarely have I been wrong. So if I don't, you know, warm up to you initially, you're gonna give me some time. Okay. So keep that in mind before you ask me to do something for you. Um, but thank you so much for all the people <laughs> that was that looked out for me and uh let me rock out. And then when I came back from Montreal, it was time to get focused on my book. And I will say this when I was in Montreal my energy was so clear, so light, so fluffy. Yes, I had my crystals with me. Yes, I had my Sao Paulo uh, wood stick with me. You got to cleanse the room, honey, when you go into a hotel. You don't know what spirits are up in there. So I don't care if it's Canada and they have free health care and a banging ass man who leads the country. Shout out to Justin Thoreau. But I had to cleanse the room and I always cleanse the room wherever I go. If I'm there for an extended period of time, I'm wiping out the drawers I'm putting my clothes in there like if I'm if I'm in a hotel and me and Zaynab had this conversation shout out to Zaynab Johnson great comedian she and I do these um really funny FaceTime video calls on our Instagram called for the culture comedy Zaynab was aghast at the idea of people actually putting their clothes in the drawers in the hotel room and I said to her if I'm in a hotel room which I have been for more than four or five days my clothes are going in there because I live there now I'm I am a resident of this hotel okay and I need to be comfortable the last thing I want to do is keep living out of a suitcase for seven days going to the bottom trying to find my clean underwear so yeah, I'm, I'm the crazy one that will, and I have my wipes. I have Clorox wipes that I take with me and I clean out the drawer and I'll put my clothes in there. I let it air out. I let it dry up. Then I put my clothes in there. I line my shoes up. I mean, mama's home. Okay. Mama's home. So I will say when I was in Canada, my energy was really, really good. I felt really positive. There was no drama, no issues. Like only good things, only good people came my way. And I realized that a part of that was the environment that I was in and everybody else in that country. It doesn't feel like the pressure and PTSD of living underneath this uh, presidential administration. And also I wasn't on my phone. I wasn't on the internet. I wasn't on social media. So of course, when I come back home and let me see if this democracy is still standing. And then I see all these coon ass black ministers went to the White House to sniff at the balls of the imbecile in chief. Now, I'm not mad at the imbecile for being an imbecile because he is who he is. I'm mad at these ministers, okay? who took it upon themselves to accept the invitation from the White House talking about we up here to talk about uh, recidivism and making sure that newly released um, people from prison don't go back and they have opportunities for jobs and X, Y, and Z in education. 
Um, y'all sound nuts because the attorney general, Jeff Sessions has tried to put in laws that will make it even harder for people of color to get out of prison. Okay. He's trying to make it that marijuana rates are like, not the rates, but the marijuana, um, sentencing. I'm not high. I just had a brain fart. Um, that marijuana sentencing is like so stringent and so hard for people, especially people of color. I mean, you have different organizations across the country where they're trying to come up with bail relief funds. There are certain states and districts that are passing legislation so that it is now against the law to keep somebody in prison if they don't have the money for bail because a large portion of people are in jail because they can't afford like $1,500 bail. So they have all these bail release funds. Like, if you want to do something about the crime, not even a crime, if you want to do something about targeting of prisoners and inmates in the judicial system in this country, there are other ways to go than going to the White House and kissing the ring. And you should have known it was tomfoolery because you're supposed to be up there talking to him about legislation and policies and y'all end up saying a prayer for the president. In what world? In what world is that? I mean, listen, I understand Christians love to like speak on behalf of those less fortunate and want to have the higher road and turn the other cheek. But I'm pretty damn sure Jesus was not sitting at the table with a uh, pilot. Like, listen, pilot, I know you're about to stab me in the back, but I'm going to pray for you. No, he prayed for him from afar. Like, God, I know this devil is coming my way. Do what you do, and I'm going to do what I do. He didn't invite him over for the Last Supper. So all you coon-ass ministers, which leads me to how I feel about religion, period. I don't know what's happening in the Christian faith, but it looks crazy to me, okay? Absolutely bonkers for these men to go to the white house talking about oh god called me and and, and it was in my heart and blah blah whoop de whoop like nah b y'all like you knew he was gonna play you it was a photo op kim kardashian got more progress she got a woman released from prison by talking to the president she took one photo kept it moving and y'all ain't done jack diddly squat but sit up there with your fat greasy necks and your tight collars talking about and one preacher preacher had the nerve to say uh that uh the president was doing more for the black community than any other president if you don't get your soft shoe cotton picker cracker ass ass the fuck out of here sir sir that's me being polite because you're a man of god allegedly sir but you know what i I hate to say it like this, but I'm starting to firmly believe that ain't no way all of these men who call themselves ministers are touched by the by the word of God. Ain't, ain't no way all of them blessed and highly favored. Ain't no way. Ain't no way God is talking specifically to to misogynistic, traditional caveman mentality ministers exclusively. Because now we have the black girl magic movement. And let me tell you something, okay? My sisters out here, women who are enchanted and mystical and filled with the metaphysical spirituality of div divinity, we have a word too, okay? And a lot of my sisters who are very blessed, who are very enchanted, 
have been laying hands and cleansing spirits their own way. And they didn't have to go to the White House and pray for a buffoon in order to do that. So I guess my message is find the divinity within yourself. Okay, find the blessing within yourself. Because if you were lying on these men, and I'm not saying men like uh, men, uh, penis, uh, uh. I mean, I love a good dick. I'm not saying it like that. I'm just saying that these men are out for themselves okay and you know men which is true men lack they lack the maternal instinct okay so therefore if you telling me you going up to some to the white house because you want to do well for you know millions of african-american people who are in this criminal system for most part for no fault of their own just because economically they can't afford uh, a private lawyer or bail money or the people who arrested them was lying on them you see all these people calling the cops on people of color like for if you telling me that you're going up there because you want to save the people well you ain't save no people you have nothing to show for it absolutely nothing to show for it so that just made me think about religion and just like it's really annoying and then i was seeing hanging out with my grandmother and she loved a good swindle dindle doodad preacher service on one of those christian networks every time i'm saying with my grandmother i mean every time i'm saying with my grandmother and she's watching one of those christian shows the first thing that come out their mouth is we need y'all to sow a seed we need you to sow a seed and send us one thousand dollars one thousand if you don't know what sow a seed is okay it is basically bullshit these quote-unquote spiritual leaders these ministers these prophets these apostles whatever the hell they call themselves are trying to swindle these vulnerable people at home to send in a thousand dollars telling them that by sending in a thousand dollars they will receive the blessing that the lord has for them now the last time i checked was it no mention the atm chase bank venmo cash app paypal and none of the books of the bible i have not read the quran i have not read the torah but i'm pretty sure it ain't in there either so if you believe that an all-knowing God who is connected and created all of us needs a thousand dollars in order to bless you, you are believing in the wrong thing. Now, thankfully, my grandmother don't have uh, access to her debit cards or knows how to call in and, and do all. And she don't really be on it. She don't be on the Internet at all, because uh, if she did, she'd be running a thousand dollars every weak if she could but that's the thing is like she watches this and she thinks that that they're blessed she thinks that they are preaching the word of god and they're gonna make changes in people's lives you know and she'll sit down and she'll be like chloe you gotta watch this watch this watch this watch this and i just sit there because you know i'm spending time with her but like in my mind i am zoned out you know zoned out it's just it's sad it's really sad that People don't want to admit that there are leeches and jackals in everyday walk of life. And even if they call themselves a person of God. But in this country, we want to make it seem like Muslims are bad. 
And I ain't never seen on a Muslim terrorist video they demanding a thousand dollars from their fellow terrorists. They have they have requested kidnap ransom money, which is just how the business goes. But they not saying to other fellow terrorists, listen, if you want to join us and get your seventy two versions, you need to call in now and donate a thousand dollars seed. Come on now, come on now. So I know in the Bible, they talk about false prophets, but I feel like there's a lot of them, a lot of them. And they were sitting at that table with uh, Donald Trump praying for him. Um, And it's just really, really sad. It's really, really sad, which leads me into something that I'm watching that kind of also like makes me look at like uh, the institution of religion with a side. I, I just started watching Preacher. I know I'm like two seasons late. Preacher is this sci-fi fantasy show on AMC. And it's about this guy who's a preacher who um, comes into possession of a, of a powerful entity, like a power that is inside him. And he can like command people to do different things because he has this power. And so different other organizations are trying to get this power from him. And um they're basically talking about like he has the power to kind of like rule the world and be like the next coming of the messiah i hope i didn't spoil it but it's so much it's a vampire and he got a he got a black side chick it's a lot other stuff i mean she's not a side chick she's like his main chick but whatever i mean they got diversity got a white man who's a messiah (laughs) i mean big surprise whoop they got a black woman who's a criminal i mean but she's cute and they got a a vampire who's a white guy because you know that's accurate but it's interesting because it's basically all about religion it's about people's religion religious beliefs um, it's about like the the word of God is a lot of reference to the Bible and doing well and being good people and all this other stuff. And it just makes you think about it. Like when you see it in a sci-fi format, if we be doing a lot, I mean, we really be doing a lot when it comes to religion. I mean, I started stargazing because I was laying in bed. And I kept seeing this really, really, really bright star. And I was like, is that an airplane, a helicopter? Because I live in a black neighborhood. So they still be like running the helicopters through here. Um, and so I took my phone and I went above, you know, there's an app on the iPhone. If you do, uh, if you press Siri and you say, hey, Siri, what's above? Um, she'll tell you all the airlines that are currently flying overhead. So I did that and it wasn't an airplane. So I was like, what the hell is this a star? Am I seeing a UFO? Like, what is this star? Is this, is this the spirits trying to guide me and make sure that I'm filled with divinity for the rest of the year? I don't know. I was half asleep. It was like two 30 in the morning. So I kept seeing this really bright light and I decided to download an app called Skyview, S K Y V I E W Skyview. And it shows you all of the stars, the constellations, the planets that are surrounding us. And then they have a, they have an option where you could do augmented reality and you could basically see everything above or to the sides of you and below you. Like they, they erase the earth. You don't see the planet at all. You just see the space that's beneath your feet um, based on where you are on the earth. And 
it was amazing to lay there and look at the sky and I realized that that bright star that I was looking at was actually the planet Mars so you can see the planet Mars and I looked it up and it says like this point um this is the clearest that you can see the planet Mars, Jupiter and Saturn from earth with a naked eye. And it's been a long time since you've been able to do that. So if you have a chance, download sky view, this is not an ad. I mean, I'm not popping like that. This is just me being a weirdo or any other sky gazing um, apps that you can find and start looking at the sky. And I think when you look at the sky or in my case, when I started looking at the sky, it gave me perspective. The universe is infinite, okay? We have no idea how far, how wide it is. We have no idea about other life forms. I tend to believe that there are other life forms or other at least planes of existence. Um, I believe that, you know, we're all energy and we're all connected, which is why you get vi- good vibes and bad vibes from people. You could walk into a room and be like, mm, I don't feel good. You know, your the hairs on the back of your neck raise up. Like we get signals all the time, but we just ignore it because we become inundated with technology and our phone and people conversations and noise and music. But, you know, there was a moment, you know, when man operated on this planet with the bare necessities and did fine and did fine and thrived. Um, and so I think, when I think about the universe and how vast it is, I came to the, my own personal, like, mm, I say hypothesis. I don't know if it's like, if, I, if I'm 100% in belief of it, but it's just something that crossed my mind that what if God is the universe? Like, what if God is this organism that is, that comprises everything? If God is in us, what if God is everything? What if he's in every molecule, every DNA strand, every drop of water, every leaf, every speck of dirt? Like, what if he's the planet? What if what if it's not a heat? It's it's just a a body of energy and structure and chemical bonds and stars. Like, what if the universe is God? Because if you think about it, if you say that God is all knowing and all seeing, then wouldn't that mean that they are in a position to see everything or feel everything or hear everything? And if the universe is vast, then, I mean, I know people say heaven is above us, but like, what if, you know, everything that is in the darkness is generated by this power that is God? Um, So I just thought about that and it made me, it just, it gives me some perspective, which is, I don't know if we should be so hard on ourselves about the things that religion has taught us. I mean, don't get me wrong. You still shouldn't like kill people and, you know, rob and steal. I mean, that's just being a decent human being. But I think the guilt that a lot of people, especially the black church associates with, with religion. And that's why I kind of like tune out when I listen to different ministers speak especially black ministers because we have like this this suffer mentality like oh it's going it's bad it's bad now being black of america is bad now you know even from slavery days like oh we slaves and it's bad now i know we getting whipped oh and we almost dying and they selling our kids off oh and they raping us in our own quarters oh and they're mutilating us and tying us to trees and whipping our backs to the blood comes like i know that i know it's fucked up now but when we die and go to heaven it's like no 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 what why we gotta die and go to heaven first why can't we just tell people to stop being jerks here right now and treat us like human beings so a lot of that i hear a lot of that 
you know when 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 you get to the other side even now it's like you know uh it's the the storm is now but it's gonna be better it's like no nigga ain't no storm on my motherfucking weather chart nigga i'm good why do i have to suffer in order to be saved and sanctified it doesn't make any sense to me and ironically i'm taping this on a sunday um and i have not been to church in a month of sundays if not more but i still believe that i am a decent i think i'm a good person i think i think i'm a good person i'm gonna go out on a limb and say i'm a good person um i have a very critical mind um i'm very um logical so a lot of that razzle dazzle bullshit doesn't make any sense to me so i see right through it but i think i live a good life i'm happy i'm productive and i want to be in a position to change other people's lives for the better um speaking of changing lives i recently babysat for a, a dear friend of mine and i babysit his kid often so we were watching one of her shows and it's called naughty the toyland detective or some shit let me tell you something these little kid shows are crock of shit because they are there's always not always well actually most of them like paw patrol and what's the one with the pajamas and all of these little kid shows ain't nothing but a g-rated first 48 that's all it is that is it i mean i realized that like after watching like six episodes because you know i was babysitting and i was letting her watch tv because it's like a friday night um and she was chill so we watched like six episodes and i was like this is first 48 every episode so um naughty n-o-d-d-y naughty lives in a toy land and they have different parts of the toy land Ain't, ain't more than 20 characters in this world. I mean, there's other like, you know, extras in the background, but they ain't got no lines. But like the core ensemble is like 20 characters. And every episode, one of these 20 people is fucking up. They stealing, they lying, they causing problems, they popping balloons, they causing tr- uh, car accidents, they moving train tracks every episode one of these motherfuckers is doing some bad ass shit and naughty gotta figure out who did it and how that's the premise of the show that is the premise of the show every episode him dealing with the same criminals over and over again and then being friends with them and so they go to the next episode and the motherfucker that just stole a radio is now Naughty's friend and he trying to help him find the nigga that stole the balloons like every episode and so I'm thinking what is this teaching kids because there's no there's no ramification they just be like oh Naughty I'm sorry I stole that shit my bad and they laugh and they have a party which makes me think I think that this is a part of the problem with millennials because they was watching these cartoons and there was no ramifications when i grew up i watched and i don't identify as a millennial i'm 37 i know i'm on the cusp or whatever but i'm telling you the way i was raised is not the same way my my parents raised my brother who is 15 years younger than me trust and believe because i used to be watching them like y'all let him get away with this shit and trust me he's a good kid like he did nothing bad but still the way they just like 
over talked to him you know like just sat down and discussed shit where it was just like i got yelled at or whatever or got sent to my room i was like y'all over here having a full-on discussion and i just got told to shut up go to my room but whatever uh that's my own issue and i'm working through it i mean it's really not that bad like we're good my parents are great um but the kids like when i was growing up like gi joe thundercats if you did some shit you got dealt with like you wasn't in the next episode like you had to go to like cartoon jail for like two weeks and you came back with a vengeance trying to get revenge but like yeah you got dealt with like there was no like oh guys it's okay it's fine we're all friends no we ain't all friends there's some people who are your enemies and so i think with the generations you know who are watching these type of cartoons are learning is like they learning how to talk themselves out of everything and not pay the price of their actions now i just might be in my adult feelings watching this with an adult gaze if you may but that's how i feel because there was a lot of deliberation happening in these cartoons and not enough punching toys in the face and i know we don't want violence but at least banish them from Toyland. Like, oh, you gonna keep stealing my radio? Get the fuck out. Get on your clown car and totally toot your damn ass out of Toyland for at least two months. And we see you when we got over your crime. Because these cartoons are crazy. Absolutely nuts. And I'm looking at it like, I don't know if I want to have kids because I got to deal with this shit. If I have kids, they watching nothing. But the cartoons that I watch, I will make them watch old reruns of everything that I watch as a kid. They're going to be tough as shit in school. They're going to be like, the teacher's going to be like, uh, so you're, uh, Miss, Miss, Miss Chloe. I don't know what my married last name was be because I'm not having kids out of wedlock. So Miss Chloe, um, your kid was in here, um, shaking kids down, talking about who stole their ruler. And I was like, damn right. She was shaking them down. Hope they was holding them by the ankles too, because that's what G.I. Jill would have done. And then I will be mother of the year because I don't play those games. Well, guys, this has been another episode of Misfit Moments. I hope you enjoyed my rant. I will be back soon with a guest episode. Um, it's a really good episode. I taped it a little bit ago, but I'm going to edit it and put it out next week. That's a promise. Um, also please continue to tell people about the, the show and um, make sure that they subscribe and go to my mailing list and I'm going to start putting out um, I'm going to start putting out newsletters like once every two weeks just so people know that I'm alive and let them know what's going on with me so you guys have been amazing I hope you enjoyed my rants um, have a great day and enjoy life be good to one another <laughs>